Welcome to A Pro Christmas. I'm Sue Bowling. When's the last time you thought about the great truths found in Christmas hymns and carols? This week we look at the theology of Christmas carols, and today we're focusing on Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Charles Wesley penned these words in the early 1700s, and this hymn is filled with inspiration and insight. The first line tells us who delivered this great message, the angels. The second line reveals who is the content, the Christ child. The third line shows results of this miraculous birth, peace and mercy incarnate came to earth. But the fourth line exclaims what has happened, that which mankind had been incapable of doing and centuries of sacrifices could not accomplish. God and sinners were finally and fully reconciled. Reconciliation literally means according to change. The situation between God and man had to be changed. Both parties were at enmity with one another, and we needed to be reconciled. In Colossians 1, Paul wrote, This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. And in Romans 5, Paul said, We were God's enemies, but he made us his friends through the death of his son. On that angel-filled night, we became witnesses to the first step of this reconciliation. God became man so that he could reconcile us to himself. Don't miss what the Apostle Paul and Wesley were saying about our condition. We were sinners and we were enemies. But now, because of Christ, we are reconciled. John Clive Davis, one of Probe's Mind Games alumni, wrote and composed the music for this week's program. His dad, Stephen Davis, my friend and producer of Probe Radio, wrote the scripts. May your Christmas be filled with praise as you enjoy John's version of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Probe Christmas. I'm Sue Bolin. When's the last time you thought about the great truths found in Christmas hymns and carols? This week we look at the theology of Christmas carols, and today we're focusing on O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Emmanuel, God with us. This was not a new concept, for Israel knew and saw on numerous occasions that God was with them. 2 Chronicles 32 Do not fear or be dismayed because of the king of Assyria, nor because of all the horde that is with him, for the one with us is greater than the one with him. 
With him is only an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And then we got Psalm 46. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. During the Exodus, God was with them as seen in a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of smoke by day. His presence was with them in the Holy of Holies, and at times his presence was with them in battle. But Emmanuel being with us is different. John tells us in his gospel, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And Paul continues in his letter to Timothy, here is the great mystery of our religion. Christ came as a human. The Son of God has appeared, and that is a reason for Israel and us to rejoice. John Clive Davis, one of Probe's Mind Games alumni, wrote and composed the music for this week's program. And his dad, Stephen Davis, my friend and producer of Probe Radio, wrote the scripts. May your Christmas be filled with praise as you enjoy John's version of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Welcome to A Probe Christmas. I'm Sue Bowler. When's the last time you thought about the great truths found in Christmas hymns and carols? This week we look at the theology of Christmas carols, and today we're focusing on joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. I love this carol. It is my very favorite. It is indeed joyous, and it's rightfully sung as such. But is the world joyous? Will earth receive her king? Will every heart prepare him room? No, and that greatly saddens me. There are those who worship other gods and will find no joy in his coming. There are those who think him a myth and will not receive him. There are those who think him irrelevant or undeserving and will not make room for him. For these, there is no joy. Part of the reason there is no joy is our fault, the church's fault. Do we judge instead of love? Are we inconsistent? Do we preach legalism rather than forgiveness? And though we understand the truth, do we wield it as a weapon rather than share it with grace? For those who may have ended up on the receiving end of our hypocrisy, I am so sorry. But don't let our failings get in the way of you seeing a loving Heavenly Father and His Son dying for your sins. Listen to the music, listen to the words, and discover the one who loves you this Christmas. He came for you. He brings you joy. 
John Clive Davis, one of Probe's Mind Games alumni, wrote and composed the music for this week's program. And his dad, Stephen Davis, my friend and producer of Probe Radio, wrote the scripts. May your Christmas be filled with praise as you enjoy John's version of Joy to the World. Christmas. I'm Sue Bolin. When's the last time you thought about the great truths found in Christmas hymns and carols? This week we look at the theology of Christmas carols, and today we're focusing on what child is this? So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh. Come, peasant, king, to own him. The king of kings salvation brings. Let loving hearts enthrone him. Raise, raise the song on high. The virgin sings her lullaby. Joy, joy, for Christ is born, the babe, the son of Mary. In the verse preceding this one, there's a question asked, which has more to do with you and me than the shepherds and wise men who are part of this story. Why lies he in such mean a state where ox and ass are feeding? That's a 19th century way of saying, hey, why was Jesus born in a barn? The answer comes in this last verse. Come, peasant, king, to own him. The Apostle Paul had an opportunity to speak with the philosophers in Athens on Mars Hill, and his speech explains this invitation to all. As I was going through your city and looking at the things you worship, I found an altar with the words, To an unknown God. You worship this God, but you don't really know Him. So I want to tell you about Him. This God made the world and everything in it. He is Lord of heaven and earth, and He doesn't live in temples built by human hands. God has done all this so that we will look for him and reach out and find him. Peter, after having a vision from God, said, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality, but in every nation the man who fears him and does what is right is welcome to him. A barn would give access to everyone. A palace, where a king should be born, would have guards and ministers and red tape and bureaucracy to negotiate. And those who would have seen and heard the angels would have never been able to see the one of whom the angels sang. The angels sang the song for you. Don't miss seeing him. John Clive Davis, one of Probe's Mind Games alumni, wrote and composed the music for this week's program. And his dad, Stephen Davis, my friend and producer of Probe Radio, wrote the scripts. May your Christmas be filled with praise as you enjoy John's version of What Child Is This?
Welcome to A Probe Christmas. I'm Sue Bolin. When's the last time you thought about the great truths found in Christmas hymns and carols? This week, we look at the theology of Christmas carols, and today we're focusing on the French carol, Il est né le divin enfant, which literally means, He is born the divine infant. He is born a divine Christ child. Play on the oboe and bagpipes merrily. He is born the divine Christ child. Sing we all of the Savior's birth. Through long ages of the past, prophets have foretold his coming. Through long ages of the past, now the time has come at last. The first verse talks about prophets and prophecy, and now is the time. That is a rather famous phrase in the New Testament. For he says, At the acceptable time I listened to you, and on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. In 1 Corinthians 6. This salvation is quite literally Jesus Christ. And we see this truth beginning in the lyric I read, and concluded by the writer of Hebrews in chapter 1. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now, in these final days, he has spoken to us through his Son. God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance. And through the Son, he created the universe. The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. Do you understand what an awesome privilege it is for you to be born in this time? No waiting for many days and many prophecies to be fulfilled. This song is a celebration. The Savior has come into the world, and now is the time. So what are you doing now? John Clive Davis, one of Probe's Mind Games alumni, wrote and composed the music for this week's program. And his dad, Stephen Davis, my friend and producer of Probe Radio, wrote the scripts. May your Christmas be filled with praise as you enjoy John's version of Il est né le divin enfant.